1: They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You can live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable.
2: The array of options is so much greater today U equals you. Undetectable
1: equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforyoumc.org.
3: Oh, Rush Nation, before we get into today's show, here's a word from this week's partner.
1: Hi, I'm Renee.
2: Hello, I'm Simon, and together we're writing a very British guide to
1: American football, Our aim is to increase the number of fans of this exciting game with the ultimate goal of having a UK-based NFL team.
2: Our Beginner's Guide is aimed at anyone you know who doesn't understand what all the fuss is about. Someone you would love to share your passion for the game
1: with. It's going to be different, it's going to be quirky, and it's going to be fun. And it will
2: be very British.
1: Uh Uh-oh. Does that mean it will also be stuffy, uptight, and repressed?
2: No. And it won't be over-emotional and loud like some Americans, I know. Huh. No longer will friends and family say, I don't get it. Why do those sissies with helmets and pads keep stopping?
1: Our guide will be full colour illustrated and cover the basics, such as rules and gameplay. But it will also discuss American football culture and differences to soccer and rugby, plus a glossary of terms and something super awesome.
2: Yes, included will be a pull-out fun survival guide that they can take maybe to the stadium and be able to follow the game sufficiently after reading in about 10 minutes.
1: So visit us on verybritishguide.co.uk, on Twitter at VeryBritishNFL, or Facebook by searching VeryBritishNFL. Take our survey on our website to be entered in a draw for a free copy of the book when it comes out next year.
2: Thanks for listening.
3: Phones to silent, doors to cross-check, hold on to your hats. This is Five Yard Rush, your fantasy football podcast. With your hosts, Stocks, Sparky, Murph and Nick. It's not Two's company, it's Three's company today. Welcome to 5 Yard Rush. Me, Murph and Nick are in the studio. Sparky is once again AWOL. Did speak to him yesterday and he said maybe he'll come back. Maybe is just like Bell at the moment. Murph, how you doing?
0: Yeah, I'm all good, thanks. Has uh, Sparky relocated? Has he sent out any tweets saying... Like farewell, cheam, or <laughs> something like that. I, I, I'm just waiting for it because it just is such a parallel to Left Bell. Yeah. Is he trying to hold out for three cups of tea or two beers an episode? This
3: this, I'm not sure. I mean, social media hiatus apparently as well. So unless you do see something from Sparky, let us know. It's at Five Yard Rush on Twitter and Instagram. Nick, how are you?
2: I'm very well, thanks. Happy to be here as always. Good.
3: How are you? Me? Yeah, good. Thank you again. I'm, I'm pretty good. Little man was up quite odd hours last night, so I'm a little tired, but doing the podcast. And everyone knows fantasy is life. Go find the podcast everywhere Spotify, iTunes. Leave us a review on iTunes. Little five stars. Just tell us how much you enjoy the pod, because we know you all do. We would really appreciate it. Today's show, like last Tuesday's, news, waivers, bit of mirth on the streets, fan favourite, and what have I missed? Winners and, winners and losers. And then we've got a couple of surprise segments if we have enough time. And if we don't, we might do another pod. Who knows? We're breezy. Breezy. <laughs> <laughs> Nick hasn't got that long, so let's crack straight into the news. Le'Veon Bell, he's left Miami, sent a tweet, farewell Miami. Not sure if that actually means anything. Murph, you've written something on the news.
0: Yeah, it's really interesting. Cause, um, so I was listening to um, Fantasy Live Last week, NFL podcast with uh, Marcus Grant and Fabs and uh, Eddie Murphy. Uh, not the Eddie Murphy, by the way. just <laughs> FYI. And, um, yeah, they had a guest on. I can't remember her name for the life of it. But they've actually been reporting in the media the incorrect information with regards to Lev Bell. So the whole point was he had to be back by week 10. By the end of week 10. So we're talking a week today, the 13th. In order for him to be eligible for the year. And it was the eligibility that was really key towards his contract. And actually that's not true. So he will get the year's eligibility to his contract. The the difference is that the Steelers can't tag him with the same tag they've already given him. So they can tag him with a new tag. So it it could be a combination of a new franchise tag. Which is like the year three of the tag. And pay him mega mega bucks they can transition tag him which is kind of like a non-exclusive tag right so what this is is they can um basically put a tag option and if he he agrees a deal elsewhere and he goes and signs let's say for example i don't know jets the the jets right so the jets agree a deal he goes to the jets then the jets would have to as part of this transition tag pay uh the, the steelers a first and third round pick Wow, no that's, it, that's surely no one's going to do that. Yeah,
2: so and that well, first and third round pick is just fixed. That's just a is that a condition of the individual contract or is that yeah, a standard no, league thing?
0: Yeah, so it's fixed. It's it's just basically a that is the that's the conditions under the the, the collective bargaining agreement, right. which is going to be reviewed in 2020. Or obviously, probably the most likely option is they're not going to do anything. They've got James Connor.
3: They'd obviously like to get something back. They might get a conditional third. But what yeah, happens if if nobody does anything so Bell doesn't turn up the Steelers don't tag him what happens then next season is he eligible to just go on to the free market depends what the Steelers do so it's, it's all in the Steelers court
0: so they can franchise tag him they can um, transition tag him with that sort of non-exclusive tag or not you know they can trade him or they can do nothing um, that's it's kind of all in the Steelers court do they just want to move on and accept that this this situation but this whole thing about Bell has to come back he absolutely doesn't he doesn't have to come back it's not going to affect his ability to potentially get a move it does give the Steelers more control right but I don't think at this stage he's that bothered so you mentioned the tweet he could be coming back he could not by next Tuesday we will know
3: so if he comes back before next Tuesday and he signs his franchise tag then the ball is predominantly in his court because he's on this season's franchise tag yeah, and then it's difficult to tag him again.
0: So yeah. at this stage then he'll go into free agency, but the risk of him is he's then he he will play. Yeah. And we've seen what's happened with um Seahawks player that went down. Oh um, Thomas. Yeah, Oh Thomas. We saw what happened with him. He didn't want to be there, didn't want to train, yet got called upon to play, and as a result, he's missed out. So you know, does he think about his long term or does he come back or and this is a scenario that hasn't really been painted do the st- do the Steelers turn around and basically pay him off to n- to not be there so you know the franchise is, the franchise tag is expensive it's a lot of money he'd be earning it's it's like 800 grand a week he's he's throwing away at the moment huh? so <laughs> maybe they pay him a significantly reduced fee to not turn up or to say right you're on the active roster Going through the motions, we'll restructure your contract but we won't play But we're not going to play you.
2: And that seems to make sense for both parties in the the sense that if Bell doesn't want to be there it's kind of late in the season, he's no longer tied to the team in the same way that he was historically and on the Steelers side they've got James Conner they don't need him in the same way that they might have thought that they did three months ago Um, and that that seems like a logical way in which this could play out.
0: Yeah and nobody wants him there so if you restructured his contract and gave him I don't know, a quarter million dollars a week to not turn up. He's been getting nothing all season.
2: Nice work if you can get it.
0: Exactly that. So, I mean, it's not Sam Bradford money, but it's, <laughs> you know, it's it's fair enough. So, yeah, it's it's just been reported all wrong, about this whole he has to turn up. He might still turn up, but it doesn't affect his eligibility. He does still have cards to play. The ball will still be in his court, but it's not a case of he has to
3: absolutely turn up and it messes up with his eligibility. Nice. So let's let's break this down fantasy-wise because obviously people drafted him as the number one or you got him at two if someone took Gurley. If he fell to three, you thought you were laughing and obviously he's not played all season, biggest fantasy bust of the year. What do you do if you own him in, in redrafts, for instance? If, I own him in several redrafts. I was lucky enough to get the over one, overall number one or two pick. I chose Bell in some situations. Other times people took Gurley. What do you do with him in redraft? Do you think there's there's obviously no value in... You can't really get much for him unless somebody is thinks that he's going to come back, and then possibly you could trade him. Like, what's he worth? Well, what do we think he's worth in redraft? Obviously, dynasty is a hold because next yeah, season he could well be the cow, bell cow, wherever he goes. Essentially, it's very unlikely you put someone of that money into a, a committee. For me, it, it's going to be difficult. You, you're going to need
0: someone who's going to be open to doing a trade. First of all. Because th- let's be honest, if if you're going to trade him, this is the week you've got to trade him, and it's a gamble both ways. And to be honest, when he comes back, he's he's at best a share. Yeah, of course, Ken- he's not going to get the same carries. So for me, he's in that whole trade for someone who has not performed but has upside. So you're looking at for me carry on Drake, which is a miserable carry on si- Drake. Is that that's- it's a m- miserable situation? Give me Kenyon, Kenyon Drake. Sorry. That's right,
2: I thought you were going for a, a two person <laughs> yeah. <carry> <laughs> um, but it, it, it will depend a lot on your position in the league right possibly. now if you're if you're in my position in uh, at least one league where I'm kind of five and four five well we nine weeks in here yeah. five and four six and three something like that and you've got to roll the dice if you've got any chance of making the playoffs maybe that's the kind of position that you're in where you want to pick him up uh, for, for something cheap like you, like you just said if you're leading your league you've got depth. I'm not sure why he'd even bother. I think, yeah. yeah,
0: I think if you're four wins or lower in your league, so losing record, any losing record, and you sit there and you've got Bell and you've held on to him for nine weeks, he's eating a spot. If you can get a serviceable running
3: back, who, that, who owns Bell in the OG league, boys? Because <laughs> I've got a terrible record, so I might as well go and put an offer in right now. Yeah, and and like for me, I
0: think if, if I'm looking at this logically, candidates for me might be like Lashawn McCoy. Owners have been frustrated with him all season. He's someone that has potential upside. You might be going for someone like... This is a tough one. But you're looking for someone like that. Someone who is notoriously underperformed all season. Who should be a one-back, but they're not. Because at least they're no worse than what you've already got.
3: Yeah, so in the OG League, the Kingston Pussycats currently own... The... They've got the
0: same record as you, so they might just as well be open for... A trade. For, for trade. I would definitely be opening talks and seeing what you can get. But if you can get... What you're looking for is a an underperforming RB1. Like Mark if Ingram. You, if you could swap him for a Mark Ingram. 100%. If you okay. can get Mark Ingram, um, Howard fans will be yep. agitated. I doubt you'll get him. But that's probably where I'd start my negotiation. Is Find the person that has Jordan Howard
2: and try and do that sort of trade. I've got Mark Ingram in the OG League. so
3: But I don't own Bell.
2: Oh no, 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 a waste so time. The Kingston could do yeah. Okay, yeah. we're
3: negotiating on behalf of somebody else who, who hasn't listened to this pod yet. So interesting. Um. Yeah, unfortunately, Dan of the Kingston Pussycats is not the greatest at getting back to you. He's in the process of moving house. Has two little girls. Is uh, not. Yeah. No offense, Dan. Get your stuff together, bro. Um, before we move on to the next bit of news, Sparky might not be here, but he has managed to secure a signed T-shirt for a competition that we can do. Oh, yeah. So this player is Hollis Thomas. Do you know who he is? No. So neither do I. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Sparky did some work in Waxies in London, and they got a uh, signed Hollis Thomas shirt. Now, Hollis Thomas is a former defensive tackle of the Eagles, Carolina Panthers, and New Orleans Saints. Um,
2: What shirt is it? it?
3: It's just a Waxies shirt that he signed, so it's not a a tremendous prize at all. Considering it's free, I'm going to give it away. I think we should do it for the person who becomes the 50th review on iTunes. How does that sound? Yeah. We, we haven't had 50 already.
0: No, no, no. We're at, I think we're about the 10 to 13 mark. So. Well,
3: so there you go. If you are the 50th review, we might limit that down to maybe 30 if we don't get any. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but the problem with that is that everyone's going to hold off until the 49. So we're going to have to do 49 reviews. And then, we're and then the eagle forward. eye <laughs> beaver going to have to go for 50.
0: That's true. Uh, no, do you know what? I've got a friend who hasn't written a review who will uh, coax one. So, I w- if we get to forty-eight, forty-nine, I'll push it to where it's near fifty.
3: Um, well, so, okay, so we won't go for fifty. We'll aim for 40, 40. and then you'll get yourself a Hollis, Hollis Thomas signed T-shirt from Waxies, from Waxies <laughs> in London. So it's pretty bottom of the barrel stuff, <laughs> but it's free. But it's, you're only having to spend a minute of your time writing a review. Exactly that. And we would appreciate it. What
0: we will also do is include a signed photo of us. Just yes. to add even more value to it. Yes,
3: we
2: will.
0: There uh, it might be a silhouette or a real Sparky in the picture. That's cut, a cardboard
2: cutout. We yeah. can superimpose Hollis Thomas as well next oh. <laughs> yeah,
3: week. Well, I'm not sure I'd be down for that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, we, need to, we need to get Hollis copy-paste. Thomas on Twitter. Yes, Talk to him on Twitter and tell him that we've got a podcast. We've got his signed shirt via an electrician who may or may not He was it probably drunk pub. when he did it. <laughs> Apparently he's doing a book signing or a t-shirt signing or something in Waxies. As okay. Parky managed it. Man, we've crushed into this time and we haven't talked about anything. This is what podcasting is truly about, Rush Nation.
2: Christ. <laughs> Let's move on then.
3: What's next on the news, Nick? Don't suppose you've got it in front of you. I have. <laughs> Green Bay Packers safety Jermaine Whitehead was ejected from Sunday night's game... ...against the Patriots... ...after slapping centre... ...David Andrews in the face... ...with an open palm... ...it was this legit story... ...yeah it's legit... Yeah. ...like an actual slap... Yeah, an ...it actual was actually slap.
2: pretty debatable... ...like it was... ...it was not clear cut... ...it was... ...I mean it was kind of a slap... ...but it was like... ...I think the Packers were... ...understandably a bit annoyed about it... ...because I mean this sort of stuff... ...seems to happen the whole time... ...but
0: uh... this is Patriots being Patriots... ...isn't
2: it... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> ...it's the Patriot way... <laughs>
0: ...just bully... ...slap... ...deflate balls... ...just any, any form of... ...cheating is, is the Patriot way. But having
2: just traded away Clinton Dix to then have their kind of guy coming in to replace him <laughs> this sort of behaviour it's not ideal. No. No. Have you found him
3: on Twitter yet? He's not on Twitter. Damn. I'll track him down. Hollis when you're listening to this mate give us a shit let, you know, let us know. <laughs> uh, moving on there are no more unbeaten teams in the NFL. The Rams got Dethroned, let's say, by the Saints, forty-five thirty-five. Nick, as a Saints fan, talks through this one.
2: Uh, it was a fantastic game. I mean, it was two offenses which were both on fire against two defenses which were seriously underperforming. And it, I mean, it was it was awesome. It was uh, back and forth stuff. I think the I think all of the, the first at least three, maybe four drives ended in touchdowns. Um, and four, just, I think. Yeah, yeah, and just kept scoring. Uh, it, it was it was good fun.
3: Nice. What did Marshall and Lettermore do? Just out of interest, did he shadow or did he stay on one side of the field? He stayed on one side of the field for the first half, and then they sort of changed
0: the coverage in the second half, which helped. It um, definitely slowed it down. But at the end of the day, I think this re- what this really came down to was I think there's a bit of weakness in Goff. He, you know, he's second-year quarterback, and it was experience that that told the day here. And the other one was the real. Culprit here was was Marcus Peters. He had an absolute disaster. And, you know, yeah. Michael Thomas had a career day, franchise day. And a lot of that was because Marcus Peters just was in no man's land all day. And Breeze yeah, and the coverage cool. just completely
2: picked it up. So, at Marcus the the- Peters was my loser of the week. I think he, he had Sorry. 15 targets. No, no, it's fine. It's fine, but I can give you, give you the stats now. It's not on the um, notes. Uh, 12, he had uh, allowed 12 receptions out of 15 targets, um, <laughs> 211 yards allowed, one touchdown allowed. So for a, a two-times Pro Bowl. Did he fall
3: cornerback. over on the long Michael Thomas? No, no, no. It just went over his head. Uh, he just literally... It's
0: just one of those... you <laughs> watching it in slow motion. And he could tell. He just looked up there and went, oh, no. <laughs> That's not
3: gettable. <laughs> yeah, luckily I played Mickey Thomas this week. Yeah. That's nice 38.9 points in our PPR Dynasty League, so thanks for that, bud. Yeah, I played him in the league. Yeah. Moving on to another wide rest, stud wide receiver, AJ Green. Not good news. He's No, is this results? He's not. He doesn't need surgery.
0: So at the moment, he doesn't need surgery. So... News came out after seeing Dr. Robert Anderson yesterday that he's going to miss at least two weeks, um, but they're going to reevaluate his foot to determine whether he can play again this season. So it's a tantalizing wait and see. Um, if you're relying on him to get you to your playoffs, sell him. You, well, either sell him or, or, or stash him and, and uh, listen in about 15, 20 minutes' time when we go through uh, wide receiver ads. I think there's some really strong ones to, to grab in the meantime. But yeah I think uh, it's it's disappointing and for any fan of the NFL AJ Green is an elite player yeah. and you know you don't wish injuries on anyone but you really don't wish them on your elite players who you really enjoy watching week in week out so it's not going to be the same for the Bengals no, this it's a the, huge blow for them. The
3: Bengals are playing so well at the moment as well. Yeah. It, I haven't seen them play well since I've started fantasy and it would just be nice to see their whole unit perform as one and now they've lost their, their top dog. Yeah, and and don't forget they lost Ifo earlier in the season. Yeah, so but that was always going to happen. <laughs> well, that's true. There's no shock to anyone. That's why Eifer is never a draft candidate on my board. Tyler Onefoot, Bruce Irwin, defensive end, has been released by the Raiders.
0: Yeah, just Greg Clearinghouse. long-term veteran. Just they told him what was really. Like, this is what's worse about this is that they told him last Friday that they were going to cut him. And then played him? Released, no, they released a statement saying they were going to cut him but missed the cut deadline. <laughs> so he was on the inactive roster uh, after the... Well, I mean, they played. So, I mean, he, he was inactive for the game against the 49ers Thursday. Told them after the game they're going to cut him. And then they can't cut him until today. Oh, Christ. <laughs> so he's had three days of knowing he's going to be cut while still being on the payroll, which I think is just not a nice situation. So
3: I'd be feet up playing Red Dead
0: if that was me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but he came out with a really nice statement uh, praising the franchise and thanks for everything and I just I don't know why people do that. I, I, if he's getting out like a few hundred grand extra as part of his release to praise Al Davis and uh, and John Gruden, then, then fine, but <laughs> I wouldn't, I'd just be saying nothing. I'd just be like, nah, I'm off. See you later. And then be getting on Glassdoor and writing a little review. <laughs> Glassdoor. <laughs> if someone if someone puts up a glass door
3: review on the Raiders and John Gruden screenshot. on his behalf on his behalf, then please uh, please let us know. Share it. Yeah, that would be sick. At five yard rush. Right. Nick. Another one of your teams. Secondary team now, I suppose, the Cardinals. Well
2: Sa- I mean they still hold a special place.
3: <laughs> They've released Sam Bradford. Yes. Somebody sent me some stats on this money the other day, and it was absolutely it's ridiculous. It's in the streets. It's in yeah. the streets. So I tell you what, hold that thought, Rush Nation. Forty minutes time, Murph is going to bust your mind for some ridiculous monetary stats. It's just, it's just major cheddar. <laughs> yeah, it is major cheddar. It's like a real number five in Tesco's grocery aisle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Any teams you think who could pick him up at this stage? i think thinking of the Bengals. Why? Well, because with I mean they they've had. Huge injuries to everyone that matters in their team, uh, except for Andy Dalton. And if he goes, they would just be that would be awful. So, like having having him as a backup to the to Dalton, I think makes sense. I
0: can I can think of five quarterbacks I'd have. Mark Sanchez. My head. Mark Sanchez.
3: <laughs> um, yeah, there's just so many you could. You Somebody could will up. sign him though, because that's what teams seem to do. No, I,
0: I, I think after what people have seen in in Arizona, I don't think anyone's touching him. Or if they are. I can't see him with all the money he's got coming playing third string ball for a million bucks. No. If, if you think he's been paid a one-year $20 million fee this year, I mean, he's, okay, he's not getting all that $20 million, but I'll tell you how much he gets of it later on. He's not going to go and say, oh, yeah, well, I'll, take, I'll take a million. Like, you're just not going to do it. Yeah, no. There yeah. was just some bizarre deals. In, in the Jets were the perfect example of what you do when you want to sign a veteran quarterback to accompany your rookie so they signed two yep the jets got two veteran quarterbacks Mm. to accompany their rookie realized one was surplus to requirements and traded him for a third round pick yeah so they basically bought a third round pick it's great money like they paid teddy Bridgewater what was it 10 million they've not paid him all 10 million and they've manufactured it into a pick it's great great business that's how you do it don't do what the cardinals did here
3: no Do do what the the charges have done and cut Caleb Sturgis. I I can't believe that we had to wait till week nine for him to be cut. It's just awful. Didn't they promote somebody from the practice squad who came up, made all ten of his kicks, and then they put him back down and put Sturgis back in? Yeah, Mike Bagley, I think his name is.
0: So, yeah, he made made all ten kicks. Sturgis was injured and came back, put him back in the practice squad. I mean, that's fine because at the end of the day, he's there to be promoted when this happened. And I
3: think... Has he now been promoted? He is. He's now the kicker. Well, go and get him because he plays for a decent offense and he can kick. Oh yeah, if you
0: if you've got like Justin Tucker at the moment, I
3: have Justin Tucker. He's
0: on bye this week. He is. So, you know, Bagley's one. I think there might be better kickers on there, but he's one to definitely consider when you're looking at lineups opponents. And he's definitely going to be available. Yeah, he's definitely going to be available. Did you see the
2: evils that uh, Rivers gave to Sturgis? No, no, I uh, one of the, the pictures, there's a great uh, meme or something. Where, <laughs> he just looks so pissed off.
0: <laughs> but is it better than what Bill O'Brien mouthed when the Broncos missed that field goal?
3: Yeah, well...
0: It's a family-friendly show. Can't repeat it. Yep. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. go find the YouTube clip or go on NFL.com and download the highlights and just watch what he says.
3: About Vance Joseph. <laughs> That's right, Vance, right, yeah. yeah. Um... He's right, by the way. He I is. don't disagree with yeah, no, him. He is, he is. As a Broncos fan, like, go fire that fool. He's destroyed. Well, you know, Case Keenan, he was alright this week, but just push it down the field against a Jeff Hallman, you know. It's, uh, anyway, <laughs> talking of kickers on bye week hell, in my Dynasty League this week, I've got two, both of my DSTs are on the bye and my kicker's on bye and I have absolutely nobody I want to drop. Ooh. Nobody I want to drop. So I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to drop my kicker And not play a kicker. I can't drop a DST. I own the Vikings and Ravens in Dynasty. I traded for the Ravens not knowing they were on... The the Vikings
2: you could have dropped up until this week.
3: Yeah, and they score 44 (laughs) in our our league settings, which are a bit skewed. But I can't drop them. I just can't risk dropping the Vikings, D, and somebody else in the league picking them up. Do you not have a streamable position player on there that you could lose? I've got so many players out injured that I can't drop. I've got Ito Smith, but I've also got Devonta Freeman... And um, Coleman's going next season, so I'll have both Falcons running backs. Oh, it's a dynasty. yeah. I've got Lamar Jackson, and I know you'll say drop him, but I can't. I just <laughs> he's he's in the uh, segment later on. <laughs> sure. All right. Um, listen, if if he if he goes rubbish, I'll throw my hands up and say, Murph, you were right about Lamar Jackson. I'm already right. You can no, You can't <laughs> say that. <laughs> uh, you can't play football. It's done. Okay. Well, he might end up. Starting this season for the Ravens, if they continue to lose, and then by the end they of the won't. season, they won't lose. You, you reckon they're still getting in?
0: I still reckon they get in. Okay. I like their schedule coming in.
3: Me too. It just it's even easier for Jackson to prove himself. Ah, <laughs> uh, Jerry Jones doesn't expect mid-season coaching changes. I'm not sure we should believe anything he says. Oh no, I believe it. I don't think
0: he's firing Garrett mid-season. I've no. seen firing him at the end of the season. They'll just they'll just do enough for Cowboys to be competitive until the final two weeks of the season. They'll finish 7 and 9 or 8 and 8 and they'll just eke out enough because they they're just they're terrible. They're just in a worse in a worse division. Yeah. So they'll eke out enough wins to keep them relevant with two weeks to go. And if you're there two weeks to go, you're not getting fired for the final Sunday.
3: That's true. So Talking. if they
0: go if they go 7 and 8 going into the final game of the season they they're not going to fire him. They'll let him play it out and then sack him on black monday. So he was there till the end of the season I completely believe that But whether he's there next season If I'm Jerry Jones He shouldn't be But
3: Talking of Cowboys Amari Cooper the new boy lo- new lo- Last night It didn't look too bad What did he get 60 odd yards and a touch Yeah I mean they got pounded by the Titans So that shows you just how bad they are <laughs> yeah. But I traded him away for Mark Ingram And Mark Ingram scored me one point And Cooper scored 16 But that's not going to happen every week No Not going to happen every week Lions have fired special teams coordinator Joe Marciano and he's been there since two thousand fifteen. Not surprised the Lions are in disarray at the moment. Yeah, I don't think it's a special team's fault. No. I can but, think
0: of a few a few culpable candidates like. O line
3: coach, he should be done. Yeah. Did he get fired last week? Uh,
0: no. Somebody fired their O line No, that coach. was yeah, Cowboys. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I d that's what I mean, but this this wasn't a Patricia hire. he was there already. He's an inherited coach.
2: Yeah, it points toward. I mean, Patricia being a pretty difficult individual by all accounts, it points towards a bit of discontent in that coaching line, shall I?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think he was a dissenting
3: character and Patricia didn't like it. I mean, that's here that's say. There's no intelligence on any of that. But... We've got a bit on the Lions later on, Yeah, winners and losers. And the last bit of news, Des Bryant set to work out for the Saints today. Is that as of today right now? Or... As of today, yeah. Nick, as a Saints fan, quite like it. Murph sees absolutely no point in it whatsoever.
0: You've got Cameron Meredith. They're the same. Again, we've got... They're two wide receivers who just Nick a living in the NFL. Both don't produce. (laughs) Both just put up very, very mediocre numbers. Both have lost it compared to where they once were. You know, there's a reason. Des Bryant could have gone to the Browns. Didn't. Probably a lucky escape for the Browns. You don't need that in the locker room. But you think of all the teams that need wide receivers. The Jets. Haven't had anything for weeks. Didn't even consider it. He is. He, if you watched All or Nothing last year, I've yeah. seen everything I ever need to see on Des Bryant. Des Bryant. I don't even know. I've, part of me thinks this is just like a wind up. It's is Sean Payton just sort of going to the league. Hey, he- I'll bring Des in. Uh, give you something else to think about. There's no way he's taking it seriously. Like They've got such a great culture in that room. Why would you break it up for Des Bryant?
2: So I, I would say two things. I think, firstly, the culture can sustain that character. And I saw Des Bryant on All or Nothing. And I probably I maybe have a slightly better impression of him uh, as an individual. But I think, first of all, the culture can sustain it. You've got people out there who are performing so well already in that offensive locker room. Um, and then I think you do, I mean, you've got Michael Thomas as a standout performer already this year, having had a bit of a dip and obviously had an absolute stonker of a week this week. Then you've got Trey smith who's this sort of emerging rookie. But then you've got, as you say, Cameron Meddoweth, Ted Ginn's out. It's looking pretty weak uh, than the rest of the roster. Um, I think there's Brian... I just don't think it hurts you. I think it's a oh. nice little option to have.
0: But there's this there's this guy on the Saints team. I think his name is Alvin Kamara, <laughs> <laughs> who uh, you know just, just this little known, never heard of him, second year <laughs> player who you know probably hasn't done much in his career. Scored you know, tens but, but
2: of I, 10 don't, I, career, I don't. I don't see he... why you don't take an option like that. I think oh. that the reason that Des Bryant could fit with the Saints is because he's. Going into a room full of strength, it's because he alphas a little bit of an extra angle. He could work out. He's like kind of a lottery ticket. Why not? I mean, if you're the Browns or if you're certain teams which are desperately in need of a wide receiver, Des Bryant doesn't fit your bill. He's not the kind of guy who's going to come in and suddenly be a kind of wr one for you.
0: Then why not get Josh Gordon for a fifth round pick? If if you're if you're if that is your opinion and you think right. Do you know what really puts us over the top in this in this Super Bowl chase mm-hmm. is getting another wide receiver. Why not cough up a fifth? For, yeah, for I
2: mean, Joshua? frankly, what would put them over the top in the race for the Super Bowl is sorting out their defense. But if you're talking wide receivers, then yeah, I sure, mean, I'm, I'm sure it comes down to economics. Right? I, I don't know what they're going to offer them. Imagine it's a lot less than what it was at the beginning of the season. Um, if Sean Payton sees a cheap option, I,
0: I don't see why you don't do it. I'm, I'm going to make a prediction
3: here that he does not sign for the Saints. Okay. I was just about to get my gabble out and start shouting order at the pair of you. <laughs> <laughs> I was just curious on, on the thinking. Right, we've got an injuries list for you, Russian Nation. I don't know if you know the depth of any of this, boys, at all. Uh, starting at Cleveland is Denzel Ward, cornerback. He's the only defensive player
0: I put on this list because just how special he is. Yep he's not fantasy relevant I just think this is such a shame because he was taken four in the draft everyone scoffed when the Browns took him at four in the draft he's been absolutely brilliant rookie of the year candidate I think he's been a two time rookie of the week player Uh, he's got a hip injury he's going to be questionable for this week not sure if he comes back might do I just think it's a shame for the Browns um, more than anything but you know I put him on here because it's it's hip injury He, he didn't play last week not sure if he comes back this week, uh, we'll wait and
3: see. Chris Ivory, Buffalo running back, potentially dislocated his shoulder. I heard that it's quite bad. I've heard the same. Um, so I can't see him playing this week. No, if at all for the rest of the season. Considering the the way the Bills are tanking, and obviously not tanking, they're just not good at the moment. No, uh, get well soon, Chris. Chris Carson, running back at Seattle, has done his hip. Mike Davis is going to be talked about in a little bit. Moving on, David Morgan, tight end of the Vikings, done his knee, he's got the bye week to recover, he's not their number one with Kyle Rudolph being the dog there. No, got robbed of a touchdown at the weekend. Yeah, uh, Khalil Mack, little guy, Bears linebacker, not really heard of, same as Kamara, Um, I, he's not been played for the last couple of weeks with an ankle injury and I think they've purely rested him because they haven't needed to play him.
0: No, against the Bills they didn't need him at all, so... That makes sense. Uh, we'll see if he comes back. Sorry, sorry, put two defensive players on. Yeah. No,
3: no. Um, Big player. Yeah, C- uh, Stefan Diggs. Obviously, Vikings wide. Uh, WE we've got on the list here. Typo. <laughs> wide end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got the bye week to recover as well. I'm not sure on the extent of the ribs. He didn't play last week. No. And, and that I- really hurt Adam Thielen. Yeah, and Adam Thielen was obviously apparently knocked up as well. Uh, knocked up to probably wrong, wasn't carrying a child, <laughs> but he was carrying a knock. It's better, Chris, well done. That's trouble if both of the Vikings wideouts are in trouble.
0: I think Thielen's okay, just, I think it's something he'll play through, but Diggs, this rib injury is, is really crucial. Um, Alright, they got the bye week this week, so it would be interesting to see what he appears like next week. He's got the week to recover, but um, without Diggs, and uh, Diggs isn't as fantasy relevant as Thielen. People have got him, but his production was pretty sluggish before he got injured. Yep. Thirty back-to-back thirty-three yard weeks, so PPR still worth an ad. But he, uh, you know, I think you've got to see what it's like when he comes back because he is effectively the one there, and he allows Stephen to get the yards. Yeah, he does. So it's interesting to see what happens there.
3: Rob Gronkowski, Patriots tight end, back issues was stated to play this week. I know loads of people Nick had him in several lineups yeah. as did I.
2: Bill Belichick showing classic disregard for fancy owners. Yeah. God damn it you it
3: Bill. Champagne. Yeah. Uh, Gronk being out cost me in a match up to Murph by 1.1 points. Uh, Murph's throwing his fist up it means absolutely nothing to me that team's dead to me. <laughs> uh, another <laughs> moving on to Patriots running back Sonny Michel. Knee not sure on this is it. I probably- think
0: he I think he's probably going to play this week. Yeah, yeah so like all like the it. intelligence on I've sort of garnered and heard it, it does look likely he's going to play this week. Um, but I for me, I think it's going to be a limited snap count. I think they're going to look to try and keep him relatively off with this. Let's be honest, they're going to win the division. Yeah, it's whether or not they get the, the one, the two seed that's yeah. what they're going for. I can't see him if, if you know, I can't see him necessarily coming out and playing. Just checking they got the Titans this week. Mm. You know, they, they've they got Cordell Patterson, who was taking first down snaps, which I just I just laugh at. Um, and they've got James White, so, you know, there's no hurry but So I think he'll play some snaps, but I I would sit him as a fantasy option.
3: Just oh, for sure. Fire those cannons, Murph. Ronald Jones. Bucks running back. He's done his hamstring. How bad is it?
0: Uh, it's going to be another couple of weeks. So I would, again, it's a sit option, maybe even a release option. Um, Bucks still really aren't running the ball. So, I would, you know, if he's still on your rosters, I know I've mentioned it a few times to pick him up, but this hamstring really blunted any forward progress he was making. So, I would probably be looking to dump him now because it's probably going to be another couple of weeks so he's back and by then you're in your fantasy playoffs.
3: There's better options out there as we'll come to. Talking of the Bucks, might as well stay there. Uh, Fitzmagic's been start. He's going to be the it's named as the starter this week, sorry. Jameis Winston, do you think he plays again this season? 100%. I think... So
0: now, this is the really crucial point of the Bucs season. Their next three games are... They've got the Redskins at home. Then they've got the 49ers. And then they've got the Giants. So... Three winnables. Three winnables. So, you know, they're three and they're three and four. Sorry, three and five. So they're three and five. If they come out of those three with wins, it's six and five. And then all of a sudden, they're half a chance to make the playoffs because their last three games are divisional games at home, which is tough. So... And they've still got to go away, the Cowboys. So, he will definitely play until he has an absolute stinker or he gets injured. But, if the Bucks fall out of playoff contention, so let's say they lose to the Redskins, alright, they beat the Giants and they beat the 49ers, and then let's say they lose to the Cowboys at the Cowboys. That's season done, finished. Those last three games, Winston will be back because he's the one they've got to decide if they're going to pay £20 for next year. Fitzmagic's probably going to go unless something happens he wanted to retire last year Bucks talked him out of it so a few scenarios to think about so if you've got Winston keep hold of him but only if it's deep and you can afford
3: to keep hold of him right on we've crashed into time wise so we're going to do the next couple real quick Raheem Mostert's, uh, done. he's onto the IR done for the season wrist injury I think or arm
0: it's so bad yeah. arm injury if you haven't seen it don't go watch it Okay. it's awful I fell for him because he he was having a monster day as well. Yeah. Mm. So and we've we've talked about him on the pod. absolutely brilliant ad. I don't think many people have really been banging the drum as much as we have, so um shame for him. But that's it. I still wouldn't add Alfred Morris. No. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um it's a it's a real shame.
3: Yeah. Another forty nine er CJ Bethard Their quarterback won't play in week ten due to concussion. Nick Mullins had a debut to remember. Nick Murph's shaking his head. Yeah. I'm going to talk about him in a little bit. <laughs> and uh, another quarterback, Derek Anderson, Bills. He's concussed and also will not play in Week Ten. Right, boys. Without further ado, let's hit the waiver wire. Nick, do you have yours in front of you? Uh, I do, yes. Who do you have at quarterback?
2: So, at quarterback, I know we've been kind of rotating around this position uh, between us for the last couple of weeks, but I'm going for Baker Mayfield this week. Okay. Um, And the reason for doing so is entirely matchup based. He's got the Falcons this week. Um, They just conceded 300 yards to Alex Smith um, in uh, Smith's first 300-yard game of the season. Um, And... I think for those of you who need a replacement on a bye week I think he's an okay option this time around
3: I'm playing him this week in my two quarterback league. it would be because
0: you haven't got any choice
3: yeah I do who's so your other a... Russell Wilson and Andrew Luck oh really I'm playing him over Luck at the Jags <laughs> I just think what no do you think that's a bad move yeah 100% okay. I don't know why you're not starting Andrew Andrew Luck is
0: Yeah, he's, he's a just... top 5 quarterback in fantasy at the moment <sighs>
3: Okay, maybe I'll one. And, and, and
0: the Jags D is not what it was. No,
3: it's not, but I think they're gonna have a good week at some point and I need a win and it would be just my luck. They have that week this week and I start luck and I'm thinking too much about fantasy football. I think yeah, <laughs> I think what you're doing is you're, you're <laughs> playing worst case scenario, which is which is fine. I think it's No it's just, not, I should be going out to win. I'm, I'm doing Yeah, it.
0: but you you gotta look at the, the, the numbers. So the Jags D is a middle of the road defence this year. Andrew Luck is a top five quarterback. That's that's the only way I I really can look at
3: it. I'm changing it right now. Yeah. I'll, I'll put him in.
0: <laughs> but it's up to you, it's your team. No, uh, no, no. I you know, I like And I and I still go with what I said last week, Baker Mayfield looked effective last week, but it's a whole new offense, it's a whole new coaching staff. They've had a week mm. or so to Yeah, I
2: I I take that. I mean I'm suggesting him for yeah. plugging a gap. He's not big. not as he's not a top ten, but yeah. he's
3: um so, as a team, we've decided play Andrew Luck over Baker Mayfield. <laughs>
2: <laughs> wow, Cutting really, really, in the edge really, insights yeah. from the five-yard rush.
0: Wow, we really sound like we know what we're doing. We do, we do. Murph, who have you got QB? I've got Andy Dalton. If you're really stretched, he's 53% owned in the ESPN leagues. If you're in bi-week hell and need to come up with uh, something a bit different, I think Andy Dalton is probably about as good as you're going to find. Uh, although, I saw him in the Listener League... <laughs> Philip Rivers was available. Did you pick him up? No, because I've got quarterbacks, I'm fine. I might have to pick him up. But I just couldn't believe, I was like, what's Philip Rivers doing there? It's strange. Who's dropped it? Yeah. Anyway, Anyway, off topic, Andy Dalton has, his next four games are the Saints, the Ravens, the Browns and the Broncos. So if you need something for a couple of weeks, even if you've got an injury concern or just need to have a solid backup um, to see what happens, I, I, I can't look past Andy Dalton. The only bad potential
3: matchup is the Ravens.
0: Yeah, I mean the Bra- the Ravens is not the, the end or be all um matchup that you really kinda of want. But the Saints, they're giving up all their points on the pass. They've got the best run defence in the league, but we'll concede points galore um in the air. And yes, A. J. Green is injured, but they've still got the weapons. They've still got CJ Uzma, they've still got Boyd, they've still got John Ross, he might become fantasy relevant, who knows? <laughs> the Browns, again, good defence. Don't I still think they give up a lot of points and the Broncos by then I'd expect France Joseph to go, so we'll see. But yeah, Andy Dalton for me. I think he's one to really consider.
3: So before I get my waiver this week, Murph produced the waiver wire list pretty early yesterday morning and his list was ginormous.
2: Yeah, he soaked up a lot of the potential. So when it came
3: to me picking (laughs) waivers, I have gone real deep. Not real deep, but they're still deeper than your average, I'd like to say. I've got two quarterbacks. My first one is Josh Rosen. Uh, smelly I know but he's only 3% owned threw for a season high 40 times before his bye week including two touchdowns and they play the Chiefs this week
0: I like it I think that's a good pickup.
3: <sighs> yeah and then he's going to need to throw the ball he will throw the ball and he could get you some decent garbage time points if you're in a bind and then my second one is Nick Mullins now this is a long shot Murph's buried his hand facing his hand <laughs> but you know, he faced the Raiders in his debut, which is an easy task for anyone. I could go out there and get a passer rating of over 100, but he had a passer rating of 151.9 and threw for 260 yards. He might be good. He might not. He's, He's got a dream matchup. He does. He plays the Giants. Uh, my only concern is that after the bye week, the Giants are a little better. OBJ and Saquon go off, and poor little Nick Mullins can't keep up.
0: Yeah, I, I've got no opinion on. Nick Mullins at all yeah so, congratulations on having a TV moment and
3: yeah no in fact, I'm, these, like I said earlier these are deep dives <laughs> Yeah. if you're in a 16 man team and on bi-week hill,
0: there's is nothing to analyse him on
3: no unfortunately running back I'm on the list I'll tell you what I'll go last again because they're deep okay. real deep Nick who's
2: your running back? so running backs I actually share them with Murph so I, I don't know if you want to talk about these together I've got because right, so right. I think there's there's two on your list which I think is difficult to book past and they're Duke Johnson and, and Mike Davis yes
0: Yeah, both make sense. Duke Johnson is less than fifty percent owned in uh, ESPN leagues. He's owned in every league I play in, which is annoying. Um, But Haley's been fired. Haley really didn't do any favors for Johnson. But listen, as a running back, he's not a running back. He's a wide receiver. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, he caught nine passes for seventy-eight yards and two TDs. So
2: yeah, and he stepped up against the Chiefs last week and saw a lot more action than usual.
0: Yeah, and and they don't have receivers. Hmm. You know, outside of Jarvis Landry. You know, they've got Callaway, the rookie. They've got Higgins. None of them are getting huge shares. So, to you can tell by being uh, targeted nine nine times yeah. as a running yeah. back. He's always going to be an option for them as a as a passing back. And he's very, very good at it.
2: And he scored twice, I think.
0: Yeah, 2 DDs, uh, 78 yards. Thanks very much. That's exactly what you want in all leagues. You can find him anywhere. Pick him up.
3: For sure. Who's next? Mike uh, Davis.
0: Yeah, Mike Davis. So... Um, with the injury to Carson I think he's out I think he's a must add he's already demonstrated some really good yards and, and touchdowns uh, 15 carries in 62 yards and then another seven passes for 45 yards so over 100 scrimmage yards that's again for him he's relevant in all forms of the game
2: yeah and as we talked about last week Seahawks are starting to fire again mm. yeah
0: so I think for me they don't like Richard Penny off he goes pick up Mike Davis
3: for sure you didn't mention Elijah Maguire no <laughs> he looked good in his return Um I just think they used him more than we thought they would in his return as well, so Crowell wasn't very good, and I just think he's going to be relevant at some point, definite stash in dynasty, I mean, if he's not owned in your dynasty league, you're playing with the wrong people, get in touch and we'll hook you up next year. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, running backs, who do I have? So, I've gone deep again, well, actually, the My first one's deeper than my second. My first one is Josh Adams of Philly. Now, he's only 10% owned, but he ran for 61 yards against the Jags, who are pretty good against the run. Middle of the road, like Murph says, but 61 yards off just nine carries in week eight is pretty good. Um, (laughs) Corey Clement only saw three carries, and if Adams continues to impress, he's going to eat into Clement and Smallwood's workload. So he's not a league winner, but he's not going to kill you if you need help this bye week. My second one's Theo Riddick. Now I hate this because it's also tied into my losers but Theo Riddick came back after three, two or three weeks injured and saw, he caught seven of eight targets for 39 yards. He averages nearly 30 yards a game throughout his career and if you're in a PPR league thanks very much. Eight targets for 40 yards is 12 points. If you're playing him as a flex that's not bad at all and the Lions' schedule coming up is horrendous oh, so they're going to throw the ball more and for yeah. some reason they don't like Kerryon Johnson so Theoretic's not a bad ad there.
0: I've got another running back.
3: Go on then. So Ito
0: Smith, 31.7% yep. owned. I think we have talked about this for weeks. Um, at the same point, you know, he, he, he caught another TD or yeah, ran another TD on, on Sunday. He's still getting you 12 points as a, as a standard option so very good flex option. Won me a couple of games this week by starting him just by thinking outside the box. So He's going to get 10 plus touches a game and they are seriously good on offense at the moment. So he's getting all the goal line and red zone carries as well. So pick him up. We've been saying it for weeks. I've been banging that drum and he's been paying dividends for me so far. So definitely pick him up
3: absolutely wide out so i got mine open I'm going first this time Christian Kirk Nick one of your lads he's only 25% owned
2: yeah we've been talking about him a couple of times over the last yeah. few weeks we?
3: these stats are quite interesting Kirk has 31 receptions for 410 yards and 2 TDs in the first half of this season in comparison Larry Fitz had 463 yards and 3 TDs in the first 8 games of his career now I'm not saying Christian Kirk is go on, going on to be Larry Fitzgerald but it is not a terrible start to the young guy's career considering he's on a pretty poor team at the moment and he had three
0: games as Ham Bradford
3: mm. very true as I said earlier the Cardinals take the Chiefs and Christian Kirk's going to be out there catching balls left right and centre because the Chiefs can't defend and the Cardinals are going to need to throw and then my second wide out is Quincy Anunua he's come back after two weeks out with an ankle injury he only caught four, three or four targets but he played in a real ugly game last week Sam Darnold loved him before he got injured so I think he, he's bound to be up there he's 13% owned as I said not a bad ad this week as a flex or wide receiver
2: three. Where are we at, chaps? Uh, well, I've got Mike Williams with the Chargers. Um, and he's actually only had one catch in each of the last three games, but two of them have gone for touchdowns and he scored, uh, he was like a 50 yard or something uh, last week. Um, I think he's uh, he gets a pretty good draw this week against Oakland, um, and uh, the, who obviously were... Embarrassed by uh, by Nick Mullins and the 49ers last week, they are terrible. Um, so I, I think he's a I think he's a decent decent option for this week. And then my uh, sort of longer shot wide receiver, uh, although wide receiver. Is in doubt uh, is uh, Corderell Patterson uh, that Murph mentioned earlier, lining up as a running back in the, in last week's game, um, and I think a lot of his fantasy value does depend on what happens to Sony Michelle, um, yeah. and uh, in terms of the number of uh, receptions that he's got, but he's only ten percent owned. So if you are down to the wire and we get <laughs> negative news on Sony Michelle, um, several things have to line up, but uh, but he might be might be worth an ad
0: Yeah, I got a couple. Uh, Anthony Miller, ten point three percent owned in ESPN leagues. So Kravitsky only threw twenty passes on Sunday. Six of them went to Miller. Uh, Alan Robinson's out, I think, or he's unlikely. Uh, Teague Gabriel's also got some injury issues. Yeah. So getting a thirty ch- percent share of targets is impressive. I definitely see him getting uh, more and more sort of receptions and targets as they have to throw the ball more as their schedule gets more difficult. So worth an add. Uh, Maurice Harris Who? is is zero point one percent owned. So. Uh, Harris is a wide receiver for the Redskins he got 11 targets so 12 lot. targets that's even more he got 12 <laughs> targets on the, yeah, <laughs> against uh, Atlanta and uh, by the way his week 10 matchup is the Bucks who have the worst pass defence in the league I'll start your Maurice Harris's yeah so he's 0.1% owned and he is a must start because they are banged up everywhere with Richardson and who else is out they've got two receivers already out for the week so he is definitely Crowder Uh, it might be crowd that's out Um, Josh Dolphin
3: is available yeah so
0: for me, Maurice Harris fire him up, he's going to get you some points
3: oh here we go, fire the cannons Uh, this
0: is just a deep PPR uh, pick up if you're really stuck in PPR for a flex option, Adam Humphrey's 2.7% owned, uh, two touchdowns on Sunday, he's very close to one the weekend before, he was stopped on the goal line so um, he is a good option, 8 catches, 82 yards uh, I would say he's probably a standard five or six catches for 60 odd yards uh, week to week but you know again against the Redskins he's going to be targeted as a they've got some really good coverage especially in that secondary so it's going to be much harder for a deep ball and he's always the sort of the out option and uh, short yardage for medium yardage so Adam Humphreys is going to get some points this week I wouldn't recommend him unless you're really stuck in that position but if you are really struggling and need to get 10 points in your flex, then in a PPR league, then this is the guy you get.
2: Oh,
3: show sure. tight end. If yours are in front of you. Carry on. Yeah, Jordan Thomas, 2.1%
0: owned. So targeted four times. Three of those were in the red zone. Two of those were caught for touchdowns. So he is a boom or bust. But TD, few yards, 30, 40 yards, will get you 10 points in standard leagues. That is what you want. Murph, so, Jordan Thomas.
3: Tell Rush Nation who Jordan
0: Thomas plays for. So yeah, so Jordan Thomas plays for the Texans because when he scored, I thought he was uh, Demarius Thomas. <laughs> I was like, who? <laughs> but yeah, two TDs. Uh, yeah, boom and bust. But he's definitely an option. Texans are firing to
3: a degree on In some, some cylinders. cylinders. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, why not? Nick, who's your tight end?
2: My tight end is Jeff Hoyman with the Denver Broncos. <sighs> uh,
3: do you have him? As well? I do, but I've got someone else. Okay, I've okay. got my rival. Steal your
2: thunder then. Uh, he's had 15 receptions in the last in the first 8 games of this year. He had uh, 10 in his ninth game this past weekend and got 83 yards and a touchdown in the process.
3: He's on bye this week, so he's a stash. Is he? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. that's fine because he is Case Keenum's safety blanket and he needs that a lot. <laughs> that's fine. I've also got him as my tight end Nick, but I've also got written that he's on bye. But tight hey, end That's observational of you. Landscape is horrendous and he looked legit, so <laughs> I've gone for my boy Chris Herndon. Nick owned him. Who's he? he? He's the Jets tight end. And he's currently 14% owned. I'm taking all 13.9% of that because he was probably 0.1% owned when we mentioned him. But I love it. I said love strong. I'm definitely going to get a Jets shirt with his name on the back purely because I've shouted him out every week and he's done well. No touchdown this week, unfortunately. But he did score 10 points in PPI. (laughs) Four targets, 64 yards, 10.4 PPR points. High Tight End 2 with Upside, just play my boy. Like Murph said, if that's what you get out of your streaming tight end, thanks very much for coming. Yeah. DSTs, this is tricky. Murph wrote everybody in the entire league. so I've what, got a, Three three teams. Yeah, yeah, but if you're streaming, there's probably not many out there. To be fair, one of them was one I suggested last week, which if you listen
0: to me and you picked up the 49ers, then you're laughing. 15 points last week, 8 sacks. Who um, do they have to Plug them in me? again. The Giants. Play your 49 another Another terrible O-line. They're going to get another 6-8 to eight sacks. Get straight on them. 4.9% owned in fantasy leagues. Get them in the bag. Yeah. Uh, also got them to the Jets. Love play this. The Bills. 37.2% owned. Quite a lot of people have probably foreseen this and therefore picked them up. But yeah, the, the Bills are terrible. Can't score touchdowns. So um, they got one at on the weekend. But... I think they've had three touchdowns when Josh Allen has not been their quarterback this season.
3: Yeah. Not great. That's
0: a weird great. stat I saw. So, yeah. Um, and then the Colts, 13.2%. This is more for a longer game. So, if you're struggling, like you've got the Jags D and they haven't performed the way you want, the the Colts have Jacksonville, Tennessee, and Miami in the next three games. These are three offenses that are struggling hard. Um, so, these are three teams that you want to be having a decent defence against and the Colts is that.
3: Yeah, for sure. I also like the Bills in that matchup against the Jets. Sam Darnold's throwing picks because he's running for his life. And the Bills' D is legit. I've gone for the Chargers now. They're 51% owned, which is high. But they're out there in half of the ESPN leagues. They take on Oakland, who are shocking. And if they're only going to give up three points like they did last week, then you're not going to be moaning at that. That's our waivers. Murph doesn't even have a kicker this week because we've given up on kickers.
0: Well, I could have done, but timing
3: and and everything. Right, boys. We've got five minutes. Are we doing winners and losers or Murph on the streets? Winners and losers. Oh, you're, not, you're gonna you're gonna take Murph on the, on the streets away from the listeners.
0: Well, if we've got ninety seconds left, I can whisk through them. All right. Well, let's do some winners and losers quickly. We now. want to hear
2: Sam Bradford's economics.
0: Yeah, we do. Oh yeah. Well, we'll whisk through. My winner of the week is uh, Sean Payton and the Saints as an organization. They've got the tiebreaker now for the one seed, which is big. So as long as they match the Rams' record for the season, then they will go and be the one seed. So they just need to win their divisional games. They're the games that are the hardest. the the Buccaneers, the uh, Carolina Panthers, and the Falcons. So if they get through those uh, unscathed, they will be the one seed. And for me, they have to be the one seed because they're not going to do it on the road. I can't see them going through LA to, to win it do it in the dome though but they will do it in the dome so yeah loser for me is Vance Joseph when you've got your opposing coach uh, yelling (laughs) about how bad you are (laughs) Um, and just settling for a 50 yard field goal to win the game like it's just mad I got annoyed when Dirk did it but at least at 40 yards I could go yeah I see it it's more doable but 50 I mean Brandon McManus is great and all you've done is you've shifted the blame from yourself to Brandon McManus, that's not on for me. He's a negative coach, no plan B. They're in real trouble. Vance
3: will go before the end of the season. I agree, Nick. Winners and losers?
2: My winner this week is fantasy owners of the Minnesota Vikings defense,
3: who played them on their bench. <laughs> oh! <laughs> <laughs> I won by 63 points though, so that doesn't matter.
2: Well, it's, it's been interesting because the, the Vikings, have, having gone into the season as a top-ranked defence, have been fairly underwhelming. They've not been awful, but they've not been great either. But finally this week, they came good against the Lions um, and held them out of the end zone for the entirety of the game. Yeah. Um, and sacked, him ten, sacked Matt Stafford ten times.
3: Yeah, Stafford is sackable at the moment.
0: I had them in the game where I won the game by 113 points, and they were my fifth highest score.
3: Yeah, you put poor Mike to the sword in that league, and yeah, <laughs> bless <yeah>. him. <laughs> Who's your loser, Nick?
2: My loser I mentioned it mentioned it earlier as Marcus Peters, uh, where the Rams had an absolute shocker of the game. I gave the stats earlier, but uh, having been a big part of what was a very kind of highly acclaimed off season for the Rams, um, he's just not playing out.
3: He's He's definitely hobbled. Yeah, definitely hobbled.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, the return of Akim Talib should help.
3: Yeah, yeah. My winners and losers now. Much to Murph's disgust. I've got Lamar Jackson as my winner. Partly because I did this on the fly at work and didn't really know who to do. But also, just to wind Murph up a smidge, his hatred for Lamar Jackson is fire and real. Whereas, I don't mind the lad and I really think his rushing upside in fantasy could be huge. Which is why I'm stashing him in Dynasty. mentioned it earlier. He'll be a
0: great running back in the league. As a quarterback, not so much.
3: But if they change his designation and I've got one of the best running backs in the league, I don't mind that either. I just think... The Ravens, if they keep losing, we'll see more of Jackson. Obviously, Marty, more Hinwig. He's not complimentary to the way Jackson plays, and they will need to change that. But I can see the Ravens doing that. Don't get rid of Jim Harbaugh. He's he's pretty good. Keep he's him on. under under pressure. He is, but I think it's under pressure that he shouldn't be. I think he's a good co- Head coach. I just think there's other coaches that could be tweaked. And the Ravens could be good. And as we said earlier, Murph has got them going into the playoffs still. My loser is On Johnson, but not just him. It's the entire Lions as an outfit. I, they've moved away from the quick pass option with Golden Tate. Obviously, he's been traded to the Eagles. And they're looking for the long bomb of Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones is slightly old now. He's not always going to be there when you need him. And looking for the long bomb means Matty Stafford is under duress. And Nick just said the Vikings sacked him ten times. Don't know who the Lions have got this week, if they are playing anyone, but if they're whoever they're playing, their D's probably not a bad shout. They've got the Bears. Oh, so yeah, the Bears will be owned, but for, the Bears are gonna eat this week. Yeah. Um uh, yeah, I yeah, and Carrion Johnson a note on him as well. I really rated him going into the season, but with Theo Riddick returning, he's eaten into on Johnson's workload, as well as them continuing to play Legarrot Blount, and I just poor Gary on Johnson. I've pretty much left you, Murph, with 33 seconds to hit the streets. So come at me with some financial stats.
0: Okay, we'll start with Sam Bradford. So uh, his career earnings through today is $127,500,000. That's for 83 games with 103 touchdowns, 61 interceptions. His teams during that time have gone 34, 48 and 1. So pretty woeful. Uh, Curtis Samuel covered a total of 103.8 yards on his 33-yard double reverse TD run against the Buccaneers in the second quarter. Buccaneers missed 17 tackles in that play. That's further than the Mitch Trubisky one. (laughs) It is. It's actually the longest distance covered by a ball carrier on a rushing play this season. And Ben Roethlisberger is the first starting quarterback since Tom Brady in 2013 to attempt a punt in a game. He's got a career of six punts for 188 yards, which averages at 31.3 yards a punt. So his career average would rank him last in the NFL in 2018, but it's a good
3: thing he's not a bad quarterback. I saw that and I thought, what's going on there? And then, But it was a short punt as well. They weren't even... It wasn't a long field attempt to they were at the 40 or 50 yeah. or something and then I saw a punt from sort of like a, a half swing of the leg and I thought what's happened here I thought I thought it was Seabass at first I thought it Seabass started playing for the Steelers,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and he's becoming a punter what yeah. happened and I saw his big bear and I was like ah oh, that's nice so yeah first uh, first punt in nearly five years in the NFL by yeah. a pack.
3: as always Murph top status. oh dear well it feels like we crammed an awful lot in today yeah,
0: we have covered a lot.
3: I think the Lev Bell talk at the beginning will interest quite a few of Rush Nation. Go find us on social media. It's at Five Yard Rush. The all of it now is Y A R D Rush. Go look at the website. This week's rankings will be live. Murph, what's the website? That's a great question. It's www.wix.fiveyardrush.com wix. com. It's a
0: complicated uh, web address because we, so we own the domains. It's just about doing the transfers. It's more about the time to get them done. So it is not on the Twitter
3: page. That's fine. We, we will share it on Twitter. Yeah, that will be easier. Yeah, We do have a website and we do own 5yardrush.co.uk. Five, uh, 5yardrush.co.uk and 5yardrush.uk. So content will be coming live soon. Give us a like on social media but also more importantly give us a review on iTunes you'll help us out massively plus you can win the t-shirt yes you can that all important waxy signed by a random <laughs> football player t-shirt that everybody wants think it might also be in a random small extra small or extra large so if you're medium leave a review and then donate it to a slightly smaller or bigger friend <laughs> or
0: if you win it and you can't wear it and you donate it back to the pod for the studio which is in the process of being designed you can record a five minute segment Five minutes on the pod.
3: That is a long time of me not talking. I'm not sure how I feel about that. We'll negotiate. Okay, five minutes it is. <laughs> Boys, it's been an absolute pleasure. Nick has to get off to some Olympic weightlifting training, which is exciting and slightly dangerous. I feel. Just to qualify, Nick's not going for the Olympics. We don't know that yet. No.
2: Well, in 2024. Is it? Yeah, I don't know where
3: that is. Yeah. Paris. Let's start.
2: Yeah, I'll go there.
3: Nick Nick will go to Paris for <laughs> if you're listening Team GB Nick is available for the 2024 powerlifting in Paris it's been fun boys there might be some oh next week we're going to be coming at you on Monday Nick's busy Murph's busy I know you don't want to hear me talk for a whole hour on my own well I do but I'm not sure if anyone else does ok thanks buddy <laughs> yeah so next Monday waivers are going to be early going to miss the, I don't know who the Monday night game is next week but that's irrelevant it's a
0: trash game it's the
3: 49ers and the Giants well you'd say that but the 49ers defence stream them bad boys well
0: yeah but I'm, well, I mean by trash game is it's not relevant to what's going on in the NFL
3: I can see into the future they'll be on next week's waivers the 49ers DST I think they got by afterwards no you they said they got three games no that was Colts oh okay they're not going to be on the uh, waivers next week. <laughs> if you're still listening this far in, give us a little thumbs up somewhere or other. <laughs> yeah, on Anchor you can do that. And also on Anchor you, you can record uh, voice messages to us. So uh, Yeah, defo. So record us a voice message on Anchor FM. Best ones will get played on the pod. Yes, they will. And the worst ones we'll just ignore. But we'll listen to, laugh at, and then not let you know that we've them. <laughs> yes. Nick it's been a pleasure.
2: Always. Thank you.
3: Murph. Real hoot. Thanks family. Until next week guys don't forget keep rushing.
2: We are all entitled to sexual health just as much as physical and mental health.